PYHT listeners, Cameron here, and just letting you know that Rhea and I will be at the Independent in San Francisco uh, this Sunday, November 2nd, and we'll be in Denver, Colorado, at the Comedy Works downtown at Larimer Square on November 5th. And hey, let's say you live in New York, we'll be at the Bell House on November 7th. Please come out and see us at those shows. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Now, who was here earlier for Doug Loves Movies? Clap if you were here earlier. That's a lot of people. Awesome. Now, we always have that show before our show on Tuesdays, but tonight I was on that show, so some of you guys that are here for both shows, what a fucking lucky group you are. <laughs> Can't believe your day. You just started with a normal day. Now, two times Esposito, what a day. <laughs> Um, I think what I'm noticing about you guys as an audience so far is a really great, even, fair distribution of plaid. I feel like every... Because I, what I like is that you've got this part covered, you're in front, but then it's two in the back there. So it's like, you're not trying to be like two... You know, like it's not, it, it looks natural, is what I'm saying. It doesn't look like it's not like a four situation where it's like, no, one per row or whatever. Like I like that the two of you are together to be like, yeah, we're just people, we can wear flannel. And it doesn't mean that we can't sit next to each other. So I like that about you guys. That I like that you guys already knew how to do that. As a group, that's really impressive. Not a lot of people come in with that kind of spatial awareness at a show about how to group themselves to make it look like it's not like a you know like a like a you guys are a paid audience right is this comics unleashed i don't i don't know why i made that joke i was just on that show actually i seriously was i don't mean that why did what a fuckhead i am they paid me money. Did you hear what I just said? I seriously was. Like, I'm, like, I'm so, like, who the fuck am I to not be unleashed? Leash me or don't leash me, I always say. Um, no, but I was on that show, and it's amazing, uh, because, um, oh, what is his name? I hate myself, the host. Byron Allen. Uh, Byron Allen just asks for what he needs from the audience. People, they tape multiple episodes after each other, and so it's an audience that's seen a lot of shows. So you'll make a joke, and he'll just turn to the audience, and he goes, applause, applause, applause. <laughs> applause, applause. He's not doing that when he makes a joke. He's got your back. When you're on the show, and you make a joke, he says the word applause to the audience. To let them know what you should do. <laughs> what they should do. Not you. You guys weren't there. Okay, so how's Marty's Tuesday gone? Yes, are you having a good day? Did anybody work today? Does anybody have a job or make a living? A couple people. What do you do? What do you do today? You work in retail. Where do you, where do you tail? What, what, kind of, what are we talking about? Super dry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard of your work. Um, but what is it though? Like, where would you be at? Are we talking about like what is this? Where's is it like at the? Is this the Grove? No, it's in Glendale Galleria. So, yep. So yes, it is. Yeah, uh, because Glendale Galleria, the Grove. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a little trolley that goes around for sure? Um, it's the same place. <laughs> Some local LA humor. You guys, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that the Glendale Galleria and the Grove are the same. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I've been touring with that joke, and it's going well. It's been doing, it's been hitting. You know, I hit them when they, if they don't listen to the joke. Uh, okay, rad. And you work today? Just what do you guys sell? What kind of stuff is so dry? clothes like this, like you're wearing your own clothes right now, that's a super dry, uh, so it's like a, just a zip up, uh, yep, yeah, no it does, I can see it, um, but I love that, I love that you never stop being a salesperson, because I can see the zipper and you're like, but it does zip up, 
<laughs> I love that about you. I don't know if you noticed it zips. No, I did, though, when I was uh, saying that. Um, but that's what you sell? That's, what, that's cool? It's like, a, it's like a hoodie without the hood. Yeah, it's a hoodless jacket. I was going to say horseman. I was going to say it's a hoodless horseman. Which isn't true, but it's a funny Halloween pun. Tis the season. Anybody else work today? Have a job? Gainful employment? Yes, in the back. What do you do? Uh, I do ballet. You do ballet? Yep. For a living? <laughs> How are your bloody feet? <laughs> Not so pretty. Not so pretty. I didn't mean... No, hey, first of all, don't you ever fucking say that to me or anyone again. Those are walking woman's feet. Oh, you bind them. You put them in that wool. And then you stand on your toes. No one can do what you do. I know a lot about ballet, guys. Nuriev. I'm just naming ballerinas. Who do you work for? That guy? Specifically? Just a personal ballerina? It is LA, I believe it. She comes to my house. She's my personal ballerina. Actually, can you just email my personal ballerina? Because I like don't check a lot of stuff, so if you just email my personal ballerina, she'll set it up. I just want to have lunch, but if you could just email my personal ballerina, that'd be great. Uh, no, you work for that gentleman? Do you own a ballet company? Yes. Yes? What, what company do you run or own? Or what, which one is it? Do you run it or do you own it? Um, I guess run it. Run it. Uh, you should, cl- you know, if you, haven't signed a, if you haven't signed papers, I bet you don't own it. <laughs> what, if I, what if that's when you found out you owned it? When I was like, do you own it? And you were like, I never thought of that. I did pay money. I own the thing. <laughs> Uh, cool. What, what ballet company is it? American Contemporary Ballet. American te- Contemporary Ballet. Is that here? Yeah. Oh, heavens to I'm so glad to hear that. I've actually been wondering when I would get my fix. <laughs> uh, what are you guys working on right now? Is it like Nutcracker season or what is it? Like promo to Nutcracker season? What are you, like the giant mouse? What are you? We don't do Nutcracker. Uh, pff, okay, sorry. Oh, because it's contemporary? I'm sorry, do you not even wear shoes? I get it. A little more Twyla, is that what we're talking about? Stop testing me about dance. I will go toe-to-toe with you on this and your broken toes. Um, what are you guys working on right now? Uh, what is it? Raymonda Variations. Nope, I feel like you should say it one more time. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Raymonda Well, the funny thing about that is the first part isn't a word that I've heard ever before. So this is not on me. Like, I know the word variations, so when you got to that part, I got it. But Ram- is it Ramonda? Yes. Quimby, age eight? I love those books. Um, Ramonda, is that the name of a person? Yes. Sorry, I, I guess that's right where, that's where they, you, you know, you found my blind spot. <laughs> Here I am about to launch into some Elvin Alley shit, and you're bringing up Ramonda. I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, who is that? <laughs> Oh, mythical characters? It's like not even a ballerina person? What? It's a mythical it's a mythical ballet star? Yes. You people. Coming in here, Sex in the City season six. Think you can swoop carry away from Mr. Big. If you actually understood dance. The polls that I'm bringing in... Now, this is also released as a podcast, and some very specific people, probably in New York, are going to love the joke that I just made about the fact that Barishnikov is Mr. Big's greatest competition at the end of the television show Sex and the City. And it's not a joke. I just need you to know that I know that. Okay, well, can, can, is, it, is it open now? Can people go see it? Um, the season starts in February. season starts in February. Such a long time to wait. Yeah. Well, I guess I gotta get one of them personal. <laughs> you guys are great already. We've got an amazing show. Are you ready for more jokes and laughs? <laughs> oh, I knew you would be. Now, this first comic, uh, it 
is such a pleasure when he is here in town. He's in New York, but he just released a new album. I love him so much. Let's hear right now from Mr. Jared Logan, guys. Give it up for Jared. Hey, are you the ballet guy? Yeah. Oh. You gotta do Nutcracker, dude. It's a classic. People love classics. Come on. Nutcracker. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I'm just screaming Nutcracker at a seat. Nutcracker! Do it! Get a nice Gatorade promotional tie-in. They open the presents and it's like Coca-Cola and Gatorade and then Nutcracker happens. You'd make more money. Do you want to make money? Do you want to? Who is it? Do you want to make money? Who is this? Do you want to make money or not? You guys should know that when I'm just at home, I just do this in my room. Do you want to make money or not? Do you want to? Okay. Uh, I thought I'd open with a lot of things that the podcast people won't enjoy. Uh, so I'm wearing, I'm very normcore tonight. Do you know what normcore is? Yeah, it's, it's hot right now. It's like just people who are like, fuck fashion, and then that's fashion. And I've always felt that way, so I just sort of accidentally became sort of, I guess, I mean, you say like a fashion icon. or You know what I mean? Like, I'm like right in the sweet spot of, I mean, youth, but also looks, and then fashion, so... I mean, I am looking to fuck tonight, and I don't care who it is. I won't be conscious for most of it, but I'll be at Birds after this, if anybody is. Uh... What's some things that we could do for the podcast people that they just won't? I'd be like, now I'm making a gesture that implies a pretty funny sexual innuendo. Now I'm making a gesture that refutes any sort of intellectual inequality. Can you imagine it at home? They're not seeing it. You have to be here. And that's why I'm really here. You have to come to the UCB Theater in L.A. every week. Uh, there's always free Gatorade, free Coca-Cola. And next month, the Nutcracker all fucking month. 800 showings of the Nutcracker. No ballet. That shit's hard. Just people walking, being mice. Maybe I should stop making up my act. Uh, all right, let's do... Let's, I'll tell a real thing that happened. This is real. I got in a fight. I'm getting married, which is, I admit, unbelievable. Don't, you don't have to do it. Any, you know anybody can do it, right? It's like, well, not, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not something to be, you know, clap-worthy usually. But, um, so I'm getting married, and then uh, my father-in-law, my future father-in-law, I finally got in a fight for the first time. He's like this very, like, Fox News kind of guy. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not even that political, but, like, I'll run my mouth like liberal. Do you know what I mean? I'm like a big mouth liberal. No activism at all. Just, uh, Like, so, like, in front of you guys, I'll be like, the problem with conservatives is that they're cynical, and that's why they'll always lose. But when I'm talking to my father-in-law, I'm like, you make a lot of very good points, Ken. <laughs> yes, I would like to borrow Band of Brothers. Um, He's boring, by the way. He's like, I'm the only one in the family who likes him. He shouldn't fight with me. Like, I'm the only one who'll listen to his stories about how Wake Forest gets its funding or whatever the fuck he talks about. So he should stay on my good side. But we get in this fight about gun control, which is such a stupid thing to get in a fight over. But here's the thing. He's one of these Republicans that thinks that the teachers should have guns. Yeah, in the wake of the very horrible school shootings, a lot of Republicans were like, we need to arm the teachers, you know? So that instead of a shooting, you could have a shootout. And uh, I had public school, and I don't think we should give any of those people guns because I think you're going to end up with a lot of like, bang, bang, I said be quiet, you know? You've got a gun pointed at your head, Marcy. Who was the 16th fucking president? 
Uh, teachers are already depressed. Don't give them guns. And then he got mad at me for saying that. And then he said, uh, this is what he said. He goes, uh, well, you know, maybe if a generation of my family had had guns, they'd still be alive today. Well, that's a, an interesting place to laugh because he's talking about the fact that he's Jewish. So he's talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. So fuck you, lady. You really, you really messed up with laughing there. Imagine how I felt having an argument with him. I was like, well, you win the argument, I guess. What can I say after you say that? That doesn't make me a piece of shit. I can't be like, you know, they never actually proved all that happened, Ken. Like, there's nothing I can say that doesn't make me an animal. He believes, I grew up with a lot of rednecks. He believes the same way that a lot of rednecks believe about guns. Like, you know, my dad works at Walmart and he, he talks to these guys and they say, I gotta have my gun in case the government becomes totalitarian. I gotta have my gun in case the government becomes a tyrannical, totalitarian government. Okay, if the government ever does become totalitarian, I will immediately become a hypocrite and join the rednecks immediately. Like, I'll be like, I've been saying y'all were right the entire time. And they'll be like, why are you talking like that? And I'll be like, talking like what? Can I have a gun? Like, right away. I will immediately join them. But it's not going to happen because the government becomes totalitarian. That's not going to be a government the rednecks don't like. There's not going to be a liberal totalitarian government. There's not going to be a government that's like, from now on, straight marriage is outlawed. And all men must have cuddles with other men. And quinoa is the national grain. If the government becomes totalitarian, it's going to be awful. It's going to be like all Jews and blacks report for processing. And the rednecks are going to be like, well, if it's got to be done, I don't... I mean, who am I to talk against the government? <laughs> Guys, enjoy the monster of a show you have. Have a good night. See ya. Jared Logan, guys. One more time for Jared Logan. He's hilarious. And the show is wonderful so far. What a show. Oh, God. He was great. I have been great. Will continue to be. Oh, and this next comment, you know, we got a, we got a little group in from New York. She's, she's living here right now, but she's usually in New York. So it's like so rad whenever people are popping through town because we can allow you folks who usually live here and work at Super Dry to really get out into the world <laughs> see some of that New York shit. <laughs> uh, now, this next comic is one of those comics. We love her on the show. Let's hear right now for Khalees Hawkins. Give it up for Khalees! All right. I'm excited to be back. The last time I was here was um, last summer, and I was like here on a, like, a vacation with my boyfriend, and Karen gave me a shot. It was awesome. Um... And I was in love, now I'm back, and I'm not with that guy. And now I don't believe that love is real. And now I drink, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, it's a real science that happens inside. Like, you can really have results from drinking. I like wine. <laughs> It gives me mood swings, though, you know? Like, one glass of wine, I feel so warm. I feel like, I am all I need, right? But four glasses later, I'm like, I am all I have. <laughs> After I broke up with him, I was, I was doing different things, you know? I, I was drinking a bottle of wine <laughs> home by myself on a Saturday with my little tiny Chihuahua Maltese. Let me tell you, when you cry around a tiny dog, they're useless. I used to have a Rottweiler, and when I would cry around her, she didn't know what to do either, but she would try. She would stand over me protectively, and she would be confused, but she would howl. She'd be like, oh, I got you. But my little shitty Chihuahua Maltese, when I cried, all she did was hide in the corner. And she was shivering. She's like, I know, right? It's really scary out there. Let's just stay inside forever. You can use my pee pee pad. I was sitting on the bed with her watching Netflix, which, by the way, at this point, 
after my breakup, the worst thing my ex-boyfriend could do to me is change his Netflix password. Because <laughs> I need that. <laughs> we were watching Netflix, and all of a sudden she heard this really loud sound outside, and she sat up in the bed. She's like, Arr! And I was drunk and angry, just unnecessarily angry with this poor little dog who was trying to take the place my boyfriend was like, I don't have anybody. What were you going to do, huh? I was drunk, and I was like, what would you do? If somebody came in right now, what the fuck would you do? She was like, I know, right? You just scared the shit out of me. I got to go take a shit on the pee pee pad. All of these social platforms for people to bash you. I found um, a Twitter account a fake Twitter account that he made to bash me lyrically. <laughs> it was like, it was called like Sad Kanye. And he was just calling me all kind of bitches and I, you know, I was gonna, you know, meet his gun. It was like really fucking creepy. Guys do that. That's what I figured out. A guy will call you a bitch, you know, when you hurt his feelings. That's what happens. That's why I, I don't even, I'm not affected by the word bitch anymore. You shouldn't even be either. Next time a guy's like, you're a bitch. Just go, oh, what did I say? Because men are hypocrites. Men are full of shit. Oh, I'm done. I'm like fucking over it. <laughs> Guys are awful. A guy will call a girl a hoe for having sex with him. What sense does that make? There are two people having the sex. There are two halves. Then make a hoe. <laughs> I'm done with all the horse shaming. Guys can't make me feel bad about having sex anymore. I'm 34 years old with a seven-year-old daughter. I've earned my stripes. I feel like if a woman has pushed a body out of her body, she should be able to shove as many back in as she wants. This <laughs> <laughs> is <just> my philosophy. <laughs> up with that while I was drinking. <laughs> I just think people are way too involved in everybody else's sex lives. Now people are angry with gay people? People who are religion are angry with gay people? I don't understand it! Like, why? here's what I get. I get that you have your own rules, but why are you so angry? That's what I don't understand. They're like, but you're gonna burn in hell! I'm like, yeah. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> I just don't understand the anger. And the other thing is whether or not you're, you're born gay or you choose it. Like, first of all, if, if, if you want the, the gays to burn in hell, then, then wouldn't you be excited? <laughs> or, or would you rather all the gay people pretend to be straight? until they die and they go to heaven like, we made it! <laughs> We're all here now! <laughs> Why does it matter if you're born gay or if you choose it? Why does that make a difference? I thought being an adult meant being old enough to make a fucking decision. Right? I'm 34 years old. Do you know how many guys I've hooked up with in my life who have tried to put their penis in my butt? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Now, did you choose this or were you born this way? <laughs> People just need to stay out of it. Stay out of it. That would, if I was gay, that would be my slogan. Stay out of it! <laughs> like, literally. Like, I'm, I'd be a lesbian. Stay out of there! <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak for lesbians. I can speak for me, though. As a single mom, I just hate when people get so involved in, in what you're doing with your life. Like, when I had my child, everybody was talking about me, and they were saying mean things. They said so many terrible things, because I had a kid. Come on. There's so many worse things you could do in your life than have a child by yourself. I mean, shouldn't we be, like, shaming, you know... ISIS, <laughs> don't, don't shame me. <laughs> like, like, worry about the fucking country. <laughs> you don't be worried about me because I had a daughter by myself. I had a daughter by myself, so fucking what? I'm pretty. <laughs> no, I, you don't, I don't think you understand what I mean by that. I'm pretty. 
I didn't do anything to deserve to be pretty. I didn't, I don't even know what to do with it half the time. I'm awkward, but I'm pretty because my parents were two shallow pieces of shit who met each other and got married because of how they looked. And then they had me and then they got divorced and they left me by myself to, to fend off all of the penis. Do you realize how many, do you realize how many times a day I have to fight off all of the, and you know what? I can't dodge every dick. It's a numbers game. I'm going to make a shirt. He's going to say, I can't dodge every dick. And the back is going to say, so buy me a drink and roll the dice. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm Khalif. successfully dodge every dick. <laughs> You're very casual. Feet up on the old uh, stage rooney How's your day going? Yeah? What'd you, what'd you do with your day? It's good. I went to school and watched the film that I had shot, I guess. Alright. They didn't totally bash your film? They didn't totally bash it? They didn't totally bash it? There was a little... A lot of it. Do you, do you know this person? No? Wait, do you not know this? No, you know this person. You guys know each other. What? No, I'm... Ha- okay. It's <laughs> a very aggressive... What's going on with you guys? You are simultaneously very aggressive and very relaxed. This is my seat in every seat! No, the only reason I said that is because when you were like, they bashed it a little, this guy was like... <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not saying, I just thought, that's why I thought that he knew the, your work, you know, but he doesn't. And I'm sorry I made that mistake to both of you. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm assuming you were people that knew each other. How terrible. How terrible. What are you drinking? It's so tiny. You're drinking a tiny bottle of wine. What are you, on a narrow plate? those. Are you also drinking a tiny bottle of wine? Now, can I ask you a question? Do you guys know each other? You do. You do know each other. There's no chance that you guys are just randomly sitting on your drinking a tiny bottle of wine. Um, do you guys not... Do you guys know... Well, I don't want to... How come... Why not the... Is it you just wanted to... You just wanted the feel of drinking from, from the bottle? Oh, they don't smell. They don't sell a big bottle of wine. <laughs> First of all, I think it's fucking genius. Uh, so don't get stressed. Um, do you have more than two? Do you guys? Did you bring other? You gave them to strangers or friends? What's up with you guys? What, a, what an interesting and strange group of people. Did you both get one in the back? Or just the one guy? No, we're sharing. You're sharing it. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Wait, can I ask you a question? Did you buy three bottles of teeny wine? Oh, there's four. I love the idea that you're like, there's two of us. How many tiny bottles of wine are we going to need? Three. <laughs> you're like, it's too much. Give it to the stranger. <laughs> oh. Well, what's up to them? They're great sharers. Let's hear it for them. <laughs> um, and hey, this next comic is hilarious and amazing, and uh, we love it when he's in town. Also from New York, let's hear it right now for Mr. Mike Lawrence. Guys, give it up for Mike. What are you getting prepped for? Uh, Seth Meyers. Awesome. When's that? Uh, November 13th. Awesome. Unless I die. 
I mean, yeah, I know. right, That's, then it's never yeah. going to happen. I fit into a Batman shirt. There's a good chance I could die. Um, I don't know how to talk you out of your own mortality. Because it is there. I mean, it's, all, it's out there for all of us. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a chance I might not make it through this show tonight. Yeah. Like, but, I really thought, like, they just announced all the Marvel movies until 2019. And I'm like... You're like, so, I'm never going to see them? So, yeah, there's, like, so many of us fans, we're not going to be around. So which one would you be saddest to miss? Um, probably... Female Captain Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> if you're me, it's female It's female Captain Marvel. Only if they go for her alcoholism, Carol Danvers. I, I like I like Carol. Um, but she's not going to she's not gonna have the whole rogue abuse storyline, so that takes away a lot of what makes her a good character. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I feel like every time I'm thinking that we're going to build on a conversation, you go somewhere that I am so unprepared to talk. No, it's like, okay, but like I'm going to really help you. really deep comic book stuff. No, Rogue, no, I'm explaining it. Rogue drained Carol Danvers of her powers. Oh. And that's why Rogue was able to fly, you know, from the X-Men. I didn't, first of all, I do know who Rogue is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that's why Rogue was able to fly. Yeah, but because Fox owns the X-Men They can't Rogue. do it. Yeah. And that's like a really interesting part of her personality. Huh. How early in her story is that true? Uh, in a few years. She started off as Ms. Marvel, and it was, like, this whole, like, feminist icon of, like, the late 70s and everything, and then, then, uh, and then there was, like, a rape storyline, which was terrible, and then Roe took her powers, and that was terrible, and then she became an alcoholic, and that was terrible, and in the last 10 years, she's actually been good. It, like, <laughs> redeemed herself, and, you know. Wow. I just like that there's a superhero a lot named, of stuff going on. There's a superhero named Carol. Like, that's, that's what I love the right. most. Well, She-Hulk has always made me happy that her name is Jennifer. I feel yeah. like that's a very of-the-time name. Yeah. Like, kids aren't even being named anymore. Yeah. Like, Jennifer is not a is not a contemporary baby name. No. But she's, like, she snuck it in at the right time, you know? And it took years She got for, it in under the wire. It took years for them to call her Jen. Like, she was Jennifer. Like, it even took years for her to put her hair up. Like, for, like, the first 20 years, it was just that really long, mullety, like, <laughs> awful... Which, by the way, I would be in favor of. Yeah, yeah, but, like, long mullet, like, you know, like... Like, like gorgeous, like extra gorgeous. Like Motley Crue. Like, oh, perfect. You know, <laughs> like Scritty Politti, you know? Um, how, how stoked are you for Seth Meyers? Are you ready? You feel yeah. good to go? Or are you running yeah, a I mean, bunch more times? Yeah, I mean, it's a few times? weeks, and, you know, um, so that's that thing of, like... Who knows? Like I haven't gotten the notes back, and mm-hmm. so I, you know, like the, the I, I have the set in my head of what I'm going to do, but it might not be the set I get to do. Yeah. So <laughs> there's all that you know going on. Well, I can't wait to watch you tonight, and then you know compare notes. Yeah. It's always interesting to see the changes, right? You know, like to track what everybody decides to do on TV that's different from their lifestyle. Yeah, and it's so important to not run it so much. Like I every every time I do a TV set, I make sure to do a set right before it. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not sorry, where I'm no, where I'm not. Like, I believe in that too, hundred yeah. percent. Like because you want to know there's a future afterwards. You know? Yeah, right. And also, you want to seem like a you know human being and not like a stiff robot that's just hitting all your marks. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go run the rest of the show. You're you're a pleasure. Thanks for coming by. And go go get them in New York at some. two things about me. Uh, Number one, I am in love. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Number two, I am terrified of murderers. For sure, terrified of murderers since my whole life. Like, really terrified of murderers. I slept with my light on in high school, like we all did. I think part of the reason I'm so scared of murders, specifically murders that are going to come in the night and kill me while I'm sleeping, is that I wore an eye patch for eight years of my childhood because I had crossed eyes. So there's probably no particular reason why I'm funny. (laughs) I've never been able to see. I've never been able to see. And when you're a little kid, 
and you wear an eye patch, let me be clear with you. It is not like a cool black with a thing around the head, like a pirate, like a conquistador, sort of like a, I'm in a band. Like it's not an urban outfitters, Johnny Depp, Halloween eye patch. When you're a little kid that has crossed eyes, you wear a band-aid material, flesh-toned, disposable eye patch. So when you wear it on your face, it just looks like more skin. You look like sloth from the Goonies, but a little girl. And to soften the blow of the patches, the company that made the patches they put in the box with the patches they put these stickers, because I think they thought kids were going to go to school and be like, Oh! You have a Lisa Frank iridescent pony on your trapper keeper? Well, I have a sticker on my eye patch! But they didn't even make the right kind of stickers for that to be possible. They didn't make cool Lisa Frank... Lisa Frank iridescent ponies. They made these tiny, circular farm vignettes. <laughs> like a deer drinking from a brook and then a silo and an owl. And they were printed in only navy blue, tan and brown. So to take that little diorama and pop it on your flesh flap with your glasses, braces, bowl cut and coonskin cap, Quiver of bow and arrows, I whittled myself and go and succeeded fourth grade. Things were rough. I turned out amazing. <laughs> and though I have had several surgeries and through the patching, I have grown out of some of the crossing of my eyes. I have not grown out of my fear of murderers. Every night, I sleep with a pillow on my chest and a sharp knife in my side table. Why? Well, I figure the pillow on my chest will stop their knife just long enough I can reach and grab my knife and stab the murderer before they stab me. And I understand your question. Cameron, a pillow probably wouldn't stop a knife. Well, am I not still alive? I tell you this because I know that I am in love because of my fear of being murdered. You see, I'm in love with a wonderful woman, but she's also a sleepwalker. I should clarify that. She's a sleep stander. She shouldn't even go anywhere. Sometimes I'll get up in the night, she'll just be on my side of the bed, looking down on me and tucking me in. Like, nighty night. It is terrifying. But I want you to know that I know love exists. Because unconsciously, while I'm waking up, I do not grab for my bedside table. And I do not stab her. So every night I just wake up and there she is, standing in the corner, facing the corner. I'm just living the life of Blair Witch. And all I do is say, sweetheart, come back to bed. Now if there's a better argument for equal marriage, I don't know what it is. Thank you, guys. Hey, this next comic is, uh... It's his first time on the show. And whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we go super crazy. We welcome them extra hard. Are you guys ready for your next comic? Well, please, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nick Youssef. Give it up for Nick. Harder! Harder! No. <laughs> It's five minutes. Harder, harder. Okay. Um, look at this mini stool. All right. How's it going? Good? Cool. I'm aware I'm wearing too much denim. Don't judge me. I live in Silver Lake. This is legally obligated. All right. I have, these are my pajamas. They just came with the apartment. I'm like, this is not comfortable. You have to do it or move to Glendale. All right. Um, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Okay. I, uh, a little bit about me. I'm 32 years old, you guys. You know what that means? Uh, about once a week, 
I throw out my back because I slept too long. That's now a thing that just fucking happens to me. How'd you throw out your back? I was sleeping. I was literally resting my body, and my body's like, fuck you, we're not 23 anymore. We're going to show you what happens when you sleep too long. I didn't even sleep too long. 17 hours is like not a long time to just, you know, <laughs> sleep through the night. Every week it happened. Like, and I feel like my worry is it's just going to get worse over the years. And then it made me realize this is exactly why senior citizens wake up so fucking early every morning. Like every senior citizen up, is up at like 4.30 reading the paper and making coffee and listening to the news so loud that it wakes my ass up. And I'm like, why are they doing that? Because they're old and your back's going out. They're sitting there trading stories. You know it every morning. You hear about John. Oh, yeah. Slept seven hours. <laughs> Paralyzed from the neck down. Like, it's really, really sad. The leading cause of death in old people? The snooze button, everybody. That's what happens. That's how you die. I'm going to sleep in denim armor. Nothing's going to stop me. All right. You guys look like this is a VIP section for you only. Has that been pointed out? They're like, we don't want the commoners next to us. All right. We're a little older than they are. They're children. Leave them away. Let them drink their PBR over there. We're going to sit here with our Chardonnay. All right. <laughs> Thank you for being here, guys. None of us are afraid of Ebola. Fuck you, Ebola. How about that? We'll go out, breathe all the air. <sighs> yeah. Not the podcast listeners, though. They're at home, scared. <laughs> I am not afraid of Ebola, all right? Not one part of me is afraid of Ebola. I should, however, point out, I have Ebola. All right? I'm riddled with it. Who wants a hug? <laughs> It's not for us. It's not. It's an overseas thing, right? When you think it's an overseas problem, like Robbie Williams or like spam or soccer. You know what I mean? It's not our thing. We got our own shit, right? We have like obesity and gluten and the Kardashians. Like we have our own diseases that we have to worry about. All right. They're first world problems. Why? Because they're only ours. All right. Now leave us alone. I'm not afraid. Here's what happens, though. I watch too much news, and I'm a little bit of afraid, right? <laughs> You're like, dude, it's totally fine. Let's put on the news. Fuck. Gotta get a gas mask. Here's how you watch the news. Here's how I do it when a story like this comes up, all right? Watch the news for one minute, the first minute of the story, all right? Because that's where the facts are. They'll report the facts, and then right as the newscaster is saying, but what if... TV off. Then you go outside, go to a park, order a pizza, jerk off, take a nap, like whatever you need to do. But don't get into the what if news cycle because then you're like, well, what if? I mean, I don't know. It's like WebMD for your emotions. You know what I mean? You go in with one little worry and then you think you have five minutes to live because you sat there too long focusing and focusing. Everyone is like that. It was like that with SARS and the bird flu and Y2K and you, all of them did that, right? You turn on the news and they're like, Ebola is not an airborne disease and is incredibly difficult to contract. <laughs> we got 23 hours to kill. But what if <laughs> you could contract Ebola by merely thinking about it? The answer after the break when we come back and they're just partying at the break. We got coverage for weeks. Pop the champagne bottles, burn the education reports. We got coverage forever. Okay, we're back. Uh, you cannot contract Ebola by merely thinking about it. That is great news. But what if you could contract Ebola by looking at a picture of Africa on a map? The shocking answer when we come back. Hey, guess what? We're back. We called the CDC, asked them the question. They simply hung up on us. So we're going to assume that you cannot. Hey, but what if? You could contract Ebola by saying into a mirror three times and it murders you in your sleep. We're going to have the answer when we come back. Hey, we're back. You can't. Let's go to viewer mail. Frightened11-year-old at gmail.com writes, what if, great start, by the way. This kid has a future in journalism, if you ask me. Frightened11-year-old writes, what if Ebola could mutate into an 80-foot-tall creature of destruction? Would it be able to beat Godzilla in a battle for world dominance? Great question. We'll be back with the answer. Ten minutes, two days, I don't know. But don't tune out, because if you do, you might fucking get Ebola. <laughs> I wrote that bit after watching three straight days of Ebola coverage, everybody. That's what happens. <laughs> and I am not afraid. Maybe a little. All right. 
I try and go outside, man. I try and like enjoy my life, right? Don't sit, don't watch too much TV. Do listen to the Serial podcast for way too long at one time, right? It's fucking driving me crazy. Yesterday, I'm like, I'm gonna write. Six hours later, fuck, did he do it? Did he do it? <laughs> I'm trying to grow up as a 32-year-old, you know? That means a lot of things, right? My recent thing, uh, don't be a music snob anymore. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but it kind of is, right? Because when you're younger, right, you only like a few things. You're like, fuck you, everything else, besides the two bands I'm into. And then one day I realized, I'm like, hey, you know what? Uh, I want friends. That would actually be kind of cool <laughs> to have some friends, right? Because when I was a teenager, right, it was all punk and metal, man. That's where it's at. Punk and metal, that's it. So I grew up in the 90s, right? There'd be like pop bands like Sheryl Crow come out with a single. Fuck you, Sheryl. Your single sucks. Haven't even heard it. Don't need to. I'm right. You're wrong. Then I entered my 20s, right? Started living a life a little bit, traveling, pursuing a dream, got a bunch of different jobs, got fired from most of them, <laughs> fell in love, got my heart broken. Then one day I wake up at 30. I'm like, oh my God, Cheryl, you're right. <laughs> Every day is a winding road. Holy shit, what do I do? I gotta go, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm Nick Youssef. I love you. Good night. Guys, Nick Youssef. Let's hear for Nick. Oh, and we have a very special guest coming up next because she is not only a hilarious and talented comic, but she's also a co-producer on this show. Which has been great. So you have her partially to thank for it, along with Ryan McMenamin in the booth up there. This guy, and then this next guy. Hilarious, often on the show, always a treat. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher, guys. Get up, Rhea! lady. Actually, Rhea, do you want to come back out for just a second? Are you back there? Yes. You want to come out for just a second? Sometimes we talk to each other on the Hello. show. Oh, look at that. That's me again. It's still Rhea. <laughs> it's still me. Well, how was your day? What did we do? Oh, we just met together today. Yes. Yeah, we shot a video. It's fine. Um, oh. uh, nothing, just a video. <laughs> Actually, well, well, this is, maybe, maybe this is interesting. I don't know. I pitched a, uh, well, Okay, guys, uh, I don't know if you've heard of a pretty small internet website called... They're a big up-and-comer. BuzzFeed. Yes. But um, they were like, hey... They make the buzz. Do you have an idea for a video? And here's the thing about BuzzFeed. Those people have fucking cornered the market on getting eyeballs on shit. Good stuff. They've gotten eyeballs on stuff. That's good. I didn't mean to say shit. Although um, I did see a BuzzFeed article that was like 18 pictures of shit you've never seen yeah. and won't believe. 18 pictures of shit dressed up as other shit. <laughs> yeah. What's a shit gonna be for Halloween? Another shit. 18 shits that look like the shit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that just looks like the can-can girl. That's exactly what I was just doing. What? Yes. I hate us. Um... <laughs> good at our job uh but well so i pitched them a video because i thought you know there's such a huge platform and i would love to uh i like hey i like to be honest about my life because i feel like a lot of people still have questions about what lesbians are so Rhea and i are here to help and i would say you have a vested interest in it i have a vested interest <laughs> i have a breasted interest <laughs> Four of them. Um, on me. I'm not talking I'm, about Rias. I have four breasts. Yes. Yeah. Kind of, can you find them? <laughs> Don't point at anything. That'll be offensive. You know what I mean? Like, it, that was a funny joke, but if then you're like, oh, there they are. I'm like, no. Oh, for fuck's sake. Too far. I'm trying. Too far. LA's hard. What the hell? Um, so, yeah, so I pitched them a video, and I pitched them the video uh, called Ask a Lesbian. And yes. I said to them, well, you should tweet out and put on your Facebook page and stuff that people can ask questions, uh, make, a little, make a little email address, and we will answer questions, like real, even shitty questions, like, bad, like offensive questions, sure. Uh, better, good questions, that's better. Preferable. Um, we'll answer some questions, and I figured maybe that they would get 10 questions. I don't know. Who's, like, who this, uses the who internet? Who uses the, but also, like, who's just like, oh, a tweet? I'm going to send an email. Like, not me. I've never done that. Never in your life you've no. never sent an A S A S E. What? 
Self-addressed stamped envelope? <laughs> no. No, I haven't done that. Um, I barely pay the rent. <laughs> I mean, I've got the money, but I just forget to give it to somebody. Right. Come get it. It's here. I, I don't know. We live here still, so it's at that place. You'll know where it is. You own it? Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so this is how many responses we got. 3,000! Over 3,000 people were like, we gotta know. <laughs> we got some good questions, too. Yeah, we got some good questions. I was hoping we'd get one that was like, how'd you all get your hair like that? <laughs> and then, honestly, the funny thing is, in L.A., there's one guy. Oh, all, yeah, that cuts all the hair. Everybody that we know cuts, all the lesbians we know go to one guy. His name is Pony. I'm not kidding. That's um, not, there's one guy. Don't get rid of that guy. <laughs> that guy's gotta stay here. We're counting on that guy. There's one guy to cut them all. Yeah. He sits on a scissor throne. And I'm talking about this kind of scissoring. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that guy's cool. He cuts our hair. No, people, what questions do people ask? Um, oh, well, my, I mean, I love this little sweetie. Sure. One little sweetie asked me, are you afraid you're going to burn in hell? And then quoted Leviticus chapter 18, yeah. verse 22. God, I hope that person was as chill as you just depicted them. <laughs> like, just, hey man, they put their shades down no, and then wrote the email like, hey. No stress, but like, have you considered? <laughs> Eternal damnation. Send. Just a thought. <laughs> no, you can respond or not. Just totally up to you. I don't, I don't, hey. You know what they say about me? I don't care who goes to hell. It's a laid back dude. Um, it's a laid back evangelical Christian. Do whatever you want. So many of those. Just suggesting it. They just, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. That um, was me healing her in a very chill way. Oh, really? I thought it was. Oh, you were giving me ashes, no, but. That's... Um, Catholicism I was doing. Yes, 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 yes. You were doing the more appropriate yeah. ones. And then they wrap in tongues. They wrap some tongues. Where they get all those tongues? Yeah. Um, but they're cool tongues. They, they have sunglasses yeah, on. <laughs> Poop emojis all over them. Yep. But um Yeah, so it was like Leviticus chapter 18, verse 12, thou shalt not lay with a man like you lay with a woman. I'm pretty sure that's it. And also, again, how they said it. Yeah. I think that's actually how like they said it back flower. then. Yeah. Like a, like a lot flower. of our depictions of people in the Bible are inaccurate. You know, they had darker skin, darker beards, darker eyes, but they totally. also were way more relaxed. Super chill. Don't lay with the man how you lay with a woman. Whatever. <laughs> you know what this is? You know what this is? It's Jesus uh, casually flipping uh, tables in the temple. <laughs> oh, got it. Oh my God! I was in. Ra I did. Is it changing the water or what? Actually, that's also how it changes the water. Yeah. That one. That one. But what's funny is that they don't know that I was a theology major. Yeah, they didn't know that. So they didn't know who the fuck they were messing with. Oh, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. You mean the one that's pretty widely debated by biblical scholars as possibly being just an anti-rape passage? Which, hey, by the way, homosexuals categorically against rape, just like straight people. Also, another interpretation is that people were not necessarily in the position to not be baby-making machines. Because, like, we needed to really procreate because the earth didn't have a lot of humans. Babies didn't live a long time. There, there was no like good medicine. People. Everybody was going to die. We lived in a tent. It was a red tent. We went there when we had our periods. <laughs> so not only that, but also there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that's culturally appropriate to the time. Sure. That I don't live my life that way now. And I feel like if you don't at least bend, see the Bible as, like, a, a beautiful book of poems that teaches you like vague things about how to live sure. your life. I'm worried about you because that means you're also the kind of person to stone people to death or, oh, I don't know, own slaves. <laughs> yes. So. We answered some chill questions. Yeah. <laughs> we, butt, we bust fed it up. Um, 
We were chill about it. Let the buzzes be fed. Yeah, that's what Cross we said. the land. There's enough buzz to feed them all. <laughs> if you teach a man to buzz. <laughs> I led with the end, so I totally ruined no, it. Still was, funny, though. I like it. I thought it was great. Still I didn't funny. know. I thought it, I thought it worked better the other way. Okay, I thought great. the way you did it was right. Awesome. Yeah, Thank no you. No stress. Cool. Um, feel good hey, about it. Guys, that's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Thanks, you guys. We got one great final comic on the show. Uh, we love when she's in town. Please, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. A lot of New Yorkers on the show tonight, and that's a great thing. Let's hear it right now. In from New York, Miss Kara Clank, guys. Get off of Kara. Cameron and Rhea, guys. Feeding the buzz. How are you guys doing? Hanging in there? Good, good. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I'm actually engaged to be married. That's a thing people like, two people like to clap for. Um, cool. You guys are on my side. I love it. Yeah, I'm engaged to get married, you guys. I don't know if you could see the ring. Can you guys, could you guys see it from the back? I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually engaged to another stand-up comedian, so this is what two months' salary looks like. We're doing it. I'm excited to get married. I'm just, like, not that into the details or the planning or much of it at all. Um, I, like, I want to be married to him, but, like, having the whole wedding is sort of annoying. <laughs> like, I'm really ambivalent about the details, you know? Like, if I was to have a reality show about my wedding journey, it would probably be called Say I Guess to the Dress. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, I don't know. Is it white? There's a Qdoba next door, and I love quesadillas. <laughs> Can I go... Can am I done? Can I be done? Um, I'm excited to join his family, you know, but he has one brother, and that brother is already married to a girl who's very different from me. She's very nice, but she's very small. Um, she's about four foot eleven. And um, you will know that she is small because you will see her, but also because she will tell you. Um, over and over, she will let you know how small she is. I'm so small. I'm just so short. I'm so tiny. Um, it's really fun. <laughs> She'll just, like, tell me all the things, like, she can't do because she's so small, you know? Like, whitewater rafting, sitting on a stool that high, wearing adult clothes. It's, like, really tough. Like, I bet when I walked in for the first Thanksgiving at their house, I probably just looked like, Oh, clank smash food. I'm a medium. You know? Just like a huge BFG. Excited to hang out. Oh, my fiance and I, we share a Google calendar because I want the fun to stop right now. And, uh... The other day, he put in from 11.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. For an hour, he put in um, sex into the calendar. I was like, okay. So I just went in and edited it to 11.37. I was like, I don't have time for your wishful scheduling. I have a hard out at 11.37. I'm leaving no matter what's happening. But did you guys hear that male birth control is on the horizon? Right? Okay, so at every show that I talk about this at, or in public, a couple people woo or clap. And um, I just want to know, what's the plan? Like, what, what are we thinking is going to happen here? Guys are going to take a pill every single day? 365 days out of the year? I'm just wondering. I want to be on the same page. Because, like, the other day I was lying in bed with my boyfriend, and I go, oh, hey, you know part of your shirt glows in the dark? And he went... Oh, fuck yeah! So, not really sure I'm going to be passing the baton anytime soon. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I'll, I'll stay in charge of us being parents or not. You know? I don't want to brag, but I'm like super good at not getting pregnant. <laughs> Never done it. <laughs> Like, if my body was a construction site, there'd be a sign-up that was like, 12,000 days without an accident, you know? I'm good. I'm good. I get results. So, speaking of sexual situations, 
the other day my friend was telling me this story. She was hooking up with a guy, and, you know, things were progressing. And uh, shirts came off. You know, it was, gonna, it was happening. And then he pulled out a condom. And she, I go, that's cool. He's sexually responsible. That's neat. What's next? And she goes, no, I was offended. How presumptuous. I was like, all right, Sandra D, what happened next? <laughs> like, oh, come on. Your top was off. You're sending mixed messages. Come on. I think he thought he knew what was happening. So she goes, don't worry. I got him back. I was like, oh, what did you do? <laughs> She goes, I gave him an angry hand job. A, a, a what now? Like, what, what are we talking about an angry hand job? Was there sawdust in your hand? Were you wearing a lot of rings? What's going on? What are we talking about? Did you finish the hand job? Oh, you did? Then he still wins. I hate to tell you, no punishment was exacted. I don't hear many guys being like, oh, my girlfriend gives the most whimsical hand job. Oh, just the smile on her face is enough, you know, for me. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I was walking in, uh, I was walking in NYC where I'm from. Ew, gross. I was walking in New York and I saw in my neighborhood, I saw this poster for like a lost cat. Now, I've never had a cat, you guys, but I've been told extensively from cat people how smart cats are, right? They will let you know if you give them the forum. So my thing is, my thing is when I see a lost cat poster, I'm like, if your cat got out of your apartment door, down six flights of stairs, out of that inner door of your apartment building, and then the outer door of your apartment building, and onto the city streets, that's your cat's Shawshank Redemption. Do you know what I mean? Your cat's been planning that shit for like six, maybe seven years. Had a friend in a convertible waiting to pick him up, take him over the border. He's drinking little cat teenies on the beach right now. It's over. You're never going to see that cat again. Turns out I was wrong because I passed that poster two days later. Someone had crossed out lost and written found. Thank you so much for the update. You could have also completely removed the poster. That would have been fine for most of us. And then someone had gone up to the poster with Sharpie and they'd written, yay, on the poster. And then another person, separate handwriting, wrote double yay. I was like, what did I just find? Is this some kind of like pre-internet chat room? What's going on? Or is this like what some crazy old cat lady thinks Facebook is? She's like, oh, I got three yays on my cat post. You guys, that's my time. Thank you so much. I'm Tara Clank. One more time for Tara Clank. Come on. Hey, that is our show. Let's hear everybody you saw tonight. And we are here on every Tuesday night. We're also available as a podcast. And one final thing that I just want to make sure to ask you guys to do personally, and also the podcast listeners at home. Uh, I just released a new album. It's called Same Sex Symbol. I'm very proud of it. I worked really hard on it, and it's fucking great. Um, and you can get it on the internet, uh, and or it'll even be delivered to your house as a hard copy. I don't know your life. But... Um, <laughs> I would prefer that you get it on iTunes if you can, um, because then it helps to make me more visible to other people. I'm just a little no-name comic. Yeah, I've got some great television appearances under my belt, but I'm still working my way up. And you people, my life is in your hands. You can buy this alone. You can tell your panels about it. And then look at you. You're making a, a star. <laughs> So please check that out. I'm Cameron Esposito. Please enjoy the rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos, <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.